Today, I welcome Leo Hosp, a streetlifting newcomer from Austria. Leo hasn't competed until now, and one of the reasons for that is also her background story, because two years ago, Leo got diagnosed with autism, which is a neurodevelopment disorder that complicates life in different ways. For example, one of the things is that autistic people are often more sensitive to different sensual stimuli, which makes it, for example, hard to feel comfortable at crowded events such as streetlifting competitions. <laughs> um, however, Leo still is determined to compete at her first competition this year. How this can potentially work for her and how she generally, generally combines her life and being an athlete together with autism, she will tell us in today's interview. So it was really interesting. Stay tuned. Uh, but before we start, just a quick announcement for all regular listeners, because from next week onwards, I will switch the release date from Sunday to Mondays always. Uh, just some uh, makes it just easier for me, basically. And yeah, I hope it will still be fine. And so you can directly start into a week with my podcast. <laughs> Yes, so don't forget to give me a rating and share it and whatsoever, you know, and <laughs> then uh, let's start into the interview now. Welcome to the Mazla podcast, the first international streetlifting podcast, which will be all about lifting heavy weights, doing fancy skills and listening to interesting stories from the best athletes across the world. I'm your host, Nadine. And now let's get started. Hello, Leo. It's great to have you here today. Uh, thanks for agreeing to join our podcast. For everyone who doesn't know Leo yet, she is a streetlifting newcomer and from Austria, from what I know, at least. <laughs> she got diagnosed a couple of years ago with the autism. And that's also something we will talk about today because um, autism and sports in combination has some difficulties, but maybe also some advantages. I don't know yet. <laughs> and that's what uh, Leo will share with us today. So if you are interested in that, stay tuned. But first of all, Leo, I will hand over to you to give you a bit of time to introduce yourself. Um, yes, thank you for having me. It's very nice to be here. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Leo. I am uh, 28 years old. I always have to think a little bit about how old I am. <laughs> um, I am I'm currently based in, in Vienna in Austria. Um, and yeah, as Nadine already said, I'm a streetlifting beginner, I would say. And I am... Um, Yeah, I'm working at the University of Applied Arts currently and doing a lot of different things um, like, yeah, hosting some fermentation workshops. Like it's a very, very weird combination of things. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so you're, you're work working as a scientist then, something like this or? Yes, exactly. Like it's, it's a scientist. Um, position and also some administrative stuff at university so like a, a mix of all kind of different things what did you study then in before um i studied uh, social ecology and also visual communication so it's a mix between uh, actual like uh, natural science and also design so like how to communicate sustainability in a sense if you want to make it very short 
Okay. Well, it's a bit difficult for me to understand what you're exactly doing there, but it sounds like... For me as well, sometimes it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. So are you currently working on uh, doing the PhD or is it just uh, research? Uh, no, it's just like a, a regular job, I would say, like an employment. Okay. I see. Cool. And you, um, yeah, you said you were a streetlifting newcomer. When did you start training for streetlifting? How long ago? <laughs> um, I think like specifically streetlifting, I would say like last summer. Okay. Um, but before that, I have been doing some, like some general strength training and there was some streetlifting elements in it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was more like a mix of, of also a little bit of powerlifting and yeah. But um, I think the first time, like I'm, I'm pretty new still to strength training in general. I think the first time that I was actually like standing under a barbell with some sort of a plan was in, I think, 2021 or something. So, okay. yeah, it's... So like two, three years now into no, uh, proper strength training? Exactly. Yeah. Before that, I was doing a little bit of climbing, but nothing with like weights and stuff. What uh, was your motivation behind uh, that you started training for strength? I think I actually wanted to become stronger for climbing. And then I realized that I liked the strength training much more. And then I stopped the climbing and like, continued with the strength training. So it was more like by accident, I would say. Um, <laughs> so it's actually, yeah. <laughs> A good accident then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what, what made you then specifically decide to start training for speedlifting? I think I always like this combination of that you both have like like heavy lifts with a barbell, but also doing some stuff with your like like more skill stuff, like the ring muscle up, for example. I really liked it from the beginning. Um, so I think it's this combination which I really liked. But how did you got uh, how did you know about lifting at all? First of all, I mean it's not such a big uh, sport right now it's that you that you just come around and see everyone training for street lifting. <laughs> True. I'm, I'm not sure. I think actually through Instagram, I remember that I started following um, Eva. Um, ah, Eva. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, ah, it's, it's like so great what she's doing. I also wanted to learn how to do all these things. And I just, I, I don't know why it was her specifically, but I, <laughs> it was quite fun actually to, I think she, she kind of influenced me from the start. Ooh. Okay. Then greetings go out <laughs> to Eva. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> influencing you one of our newcomers <laughs> to start with the sports great to hear but nowadays you are even more into the sports i and from what i know you also have a coach right you get coached by tonio or yeah exactly since summer yeah since the summer or also yeah, or like autumn something like that. yeah okay so together with the decision to properly start training for street lifting you also decide to get yourself a coach Yes. Um, before that, I also had another coach, but she was more like, it was more like very general strength training. She was more focused on powerlifting, but we did like just a basic, um, yeah. But she gave you some basic insights and in how to train generally for strength and maybe how to exactly. plan yourself yeah. a little bit, uh, all those things. And then yeah. you now switched to a proper streetlifting coach. Exactly. But the fun thing is actually like when I first started strength training, actually, or like, with a plan when I said before, like in 2021, I actually started with a coach as well. Um, and uh, it was a coaching team in weighted calisthenics actually. So my, okay. I, I think I wanted to do it like right from the start. Like I found it very interesting, but this was only for a very short period. I think it was half a year or something. 
and then okay. I yeah. Which coaching team was it? Can you name that or do you do? I, um, is it known? Yeah, it's it was uh, strength and skills and barbell ah. coaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay, I see. I, I don't. I'm not sure if they coach still or like. Yeah. Yeah, I also don't know, but <laughs> okay. I I think that's uh, something. Uh, because I'm following it from what I know. I think I follow you for quite a while already, and maybe that's mm -hmm. that's something how I got to know. Yeah, already a couple Maybe. of years ago. <laughs> But well, doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, you, until now you haven't competed, right? So there. Are... No, um, I actually planned on competing last year at MMC, mm -hmm. but then I had a, a, a like a pretty important job um, appointment the day before, and it just yeah, it didn't work out. I was actually registered already, so it was kind of sad that I. Okay. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. Also But from then, from Vienna, it's quite a quite a trip there, and then it didn't true. really work out. Yeah, like, like 10 hour drive or even longer, right? Yeah, something about yeah. Yeah, it's a while. <laughs> Maybe uh, then. What what is planned instead? Do you have any competition now in your mind? You want to compete this year? Maybe. Um, well, I think from from I'm not sure if they're like settled yet, but the the final rep underground competitions. Um, I think they're maybe some in Munich, which is not that far away from Vienna. Um, so I, I would like to do, like, maybe start with one of those or then um, MMC, actually, if it works out this year. Okay. Um, like one, I would like to start, like, with a smaller... Smaller competition ahead. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm. Yeah, the underground final rap uh, event in Munich is definitely settled. I'm not sure if I am allowed to communicate any proper dates yet. <laughs> Because I know it already, <laughs> but <laughs> because I will be a judge there, so uh, you will be under my eyes. <laughs> but it will be definitely it's it's already scheduled, so there will be an event here in Munich, and it will be in the summer. So uh, keep Ooh, your perfect. eyes out for that. I'll do <laughs> so that. If you sure. want to compete, then I think Batonio, your coach, will probably know himself as well yeah. uh, when the uh, event will happen. So probably. <laughs> Cool. So I'm um, curious to see you then at your first competition. Can you maybe share a little bit about your goals for your first competition? Maybe what you, what you have planned as potential total, for example, what would be your dream to reach this year? Um, actually, I haven't been really thinking that much about numbers. Like I'm trying because I, I can get very much in my head. So I'm like for the first competition, I think the goal would just be to like I mean, it sounds very cliche, but just have fun and, and enjoy the first competition in a way, kind of survive the first um, <laughs> competing. Nice. Um, but okay. yeah. We'll but may, okay, other uh, other way asked, can you share maybe your current uh, numbers you are currently doing in your mm -hmm. training a little bit, some insights on that? Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, like for the ring muscle up, I, my my PR was five kg, um, yeah. but I'm not really sure because the the rings I have in my gym there have like really really long straps, and um, I think I might be able to do a bit more when the straps are a little shorter. But who knows? Mm -hmm. um, and for the uh, for the pull up, I'm actually not sure. I think it's something around sixteen point two five, which I moved. Yeah but with a pause so maybe there's more in there as well okay um and the dip was 25 and um my squat was uh 80 
I think. So still like room for improvement. But <laughs> there's always room for improvement, I would say. But you are yeah. also in the lightweight weight class, probably, right? So you were minus 57, or even if there is a minus 52 class, even maybe even there. <laughs> no, I'm right now. I'm minus 57. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm quite tall, so I my goal would be definitely I like to move up. Um, okay. Uh, I am actually. I'm 170. Okay, well then, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. <laughs> some room to to gain weight and maybe to move up even one two weight classes. Yeah, in the end, I think um, that's definitely the the goal. At least one weight class, but then maybe more. Yeah. Maybe you need to take advice from your coach. I mean, uh, I think Tony knows how to gain weight, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but actually, I managed to gain some weight in the last week, so I'm on, I'm on a good way, I think. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Great to hear. <laughs> Then, yeah. fingers crossed, you will manage that even further <laughs> the next yeah. couple of years, uh, weeks. Then I'm sure that maybe even in this, uh, especially in the squat, there is some mm. more room to improve for you. Yeah, I think so. I actually, I think I feel it already. Like it's just one or two kilos, and it already makes a difference which is quite fun so. of course but i think every kg that move, you move mm. up and the body weight uh, definitely but then the muscle up goes like down so it's <laughs> yeah that's that's always the struggle but uh, if you can maybe just keep the values on the pull side and just improve the push then you're already on a good way and i mean five kg muscle up is also not too bad and i know the rings you're training in the intelligent strength gym right mm. or yeah exactly Yeah, they they're really really uh, long. So maybe yeah, if you have a shorter rings, then probably there's maybe a few kg more in it. So yeah. nice. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, then I uh, hope to see you this year in a competition, maybe with even some uh, higher numbers than you told us already, and maybe then already in a higher weight class as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Great. So, um, yeah, then let's switch over to our main topic today. Um, as said already, uh, Leo, you got diagnosed a few years, or I don't know exactly the time, but uh, a couple of years ago, maybe, um, with a diagnosis of autism. So, first of all, can you maybe tell us a little bit about this in general, like for people who don't have any idea what autism is about, what what it is actually? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can, um, I mean, yeah, of course, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I can tell you like a little bit what um, what it is in general. Um, so it's it's actually like, it's a disorder, like a, a neurodevelopment disorder, um, which means kind of that um, it's like an atypical development of the brain, um, which is already happening during like eight, like when you're little. Um, and there are, I mean, there are a lot of different symptoms of it, but um, some symptoms that are maybe a little bit more more common or more that actually people also know about is that you can have some um, some challenges in, in social interaction, for example, like having some difficulties with communication. Um, a lot of people have like a very, or they, they like routines a lot or have like repetitive behaviors. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it can also be like, or often it's like troubles with with sensory stuff, like when it's very like bright light or flickering light or very noisy and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and I think maybe one last thing is that it's also like, it's a spectrum. So it's like, it, it depends very much on the person. Like it can be like this range of, of abilities and range of challenges and everything. So it's like, um, 
So not everyone is diff- uh, similar just because you are you got diagnosed autism. It's not like exactly. everyone has the same way of behavior, for example. Exactly. And I mean, some I don't really like that term, but there's also this term of like high functioning and like low functioning, which I don't really like because it's I don't like this functioning thing. Like we're all sounds like, not really yeah. nice. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think but maybe a bit better to say is like that it's you can just have some people have like or they have like different challenges somehow maybe have some more severe challenges and some lighter like it's it's just this this spectrum thing okay so there (laughs) can also be different degrees of how bad it affects you in the end or in your daily life also exactly yeah okay would you say that like if you're if you're an artist that like every that you can live by yourself or do you have some that some people may even have trouble to care for themselves for example always need someone on their side to live basically um i mean i think it's like um i guess it depends on the person but i like um usually um you can manage by yourself at least like your daily life or but again it depends on like how we're on the spectrum you are okay yeah i see okay is it like similar or is is asperger the same similar or like a certain term of um, it? do you know that it, it was used as far as i know it was used a while ago but it's not used anymore it was like asperger it's it's from a person called i think hans asperger but don't, i'm not sure about that <laughs> um and i think as far as i know it was kind of a milder form of aut- autism but it's not really used anymore or at least like in austria it is actually still used as a diagnosis form but um okay. i think the the person asperger he got criticized or something so now people are trying to use like more autism spectrum disorder for okay for a term yeah see. but it is it is yeah it's, it's, a, it's a, like a t- type a of thing. Uh, yeah. autism basically mm. okay i see yeah. <laughs> okay cool um can you maybe share then a little bit more about yourself how when first of all when did you got diagnosed with it you said it's already usually as a small child um that it uh, already shows their f- the first symptoms for example but uh, from what you told me at least on instagram i think it's for you got not directly diagnosed as a child for example yeah exactly i mean i got diagnosed very late it was actually in uh i think november not last year, but like the year before that I got my official diagnosis. So it's okay. very like, wow. yeah. Very so only two years ago, something. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think there's also this thing that now um, people get more and more aware that especially in, in women, um, autism is also a thing, who would have thought. Um, and I think as far as I know, this is also a little bit due to like, um, like when you grow up female, you often get taught like to fit in a bit more. I would say. And I think this is also a reason why, um, at least in my experience, a lot of um, people who grew up female, they don't really, or it's not as common that they got diagnosed as a child. Um, and for me, um, yeah, it was in uh, actually like the first, it took me, I think, four years to get a place for a diagnosis. Oh, wow. And then okay, the diagnosis so... itself was um, within four weeks or something. So it was very like a long But process. you already felt uh, already a couple of years ago that like maybe there's something not mm. 100% right or I don't know how to call it, but <laughs> you know what I mean? That something mm. is not uh, as not as usual. 
it should be. Yeah, exactly. It was I think I started. I wasn't feeling very well during my my studies, and I was um, starting to to do therapy. And then in the therapy, we we talked a little bit about hypersensitivity, and then also autism came up. But then I actually there was in Austria, but then I moved to Sweden, and then so we didn't continue the therapy in Vienna. Okay. Um, but I put myself on a waiting list for an institution, and then when I was in Sweden, I basically tried to to get diagnosed there, but that wasn't really possible, also with the language and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved back to Austria, I got the place at the diagnosis institution and then I got diagnosed. So I think that's also because for me, I lived in a different country. So everything was like. Okay, so you lived for it, quite a while in Sweden then? Yeah, for three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. Then it makes sense. That's a little bit more difficult than to, to yeah, get all exactly. details there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you all only got aware of that because of uh, you talked about it in therapy and wouldn't have thought about yourself that maybe that could be the case yeah I mean I think like looking back I always like thought about it but I didn't have a name for it like it was more okay this is like I feel a bit weird in that situation in that situation but I never I I could never like pinpoint it if you get like it's it was this very abstract thing And then um, once I started reading into it and also talked to my therapist about it and everything, and I was like, aha, like, makes sense. So, this, like, everything makes sense now. Um, yeah. Okay. But did you know about autism before uh, as a child? Not really. Something? No? No. And I think also, yeah, it was never like, I think also because I have a like rather mild form of it, I, mm-hmm. I always like managed to like to do things um it was more just like sometimes i was wondering like why do i struggle so much with this and why do i struggle so much with that and everything everyone else seems to like not struggle but um i think i didn't know enough about it to actually be like okay maybe it could be autism okay yeah before you already said like that uh, in the recent years and more and more becomes aware that also autism can be like the case for women so in earlier times uh, mostly men only got diagnosed with autism or how do you do you meant that i think so yeah as far as i know it was more like i think it was also a belief that people thought that men were more affected by autism and now it as far as i know it it um people become aware that it's actually not the case that like everybody can have it okay um, so it's more the history Okay, I see. And now in recent years, more and more women also get aware of that they mm. this. Yeah. Okay, got it. And what would you say? Like, how does it affect you in your daily life? Well, what is like the <laughs> biggest challenges? Maybe you also struggle. Mm. What was also one of the questions from Instagram? Like, what was your biggest challenge? Or what is your biggest biggest challenge at the moment? Mm. I think. Like at the moment, or it got much better since I have the diagnosis because I can now I can deal with it. Like I, I can actually like prepare for certain things. Okay. Um, but for me, what's a uh, now when I think about it, I think what's a big issue and still is a big issue is like um, sensory issues, like um, being sensitive to light or to sound or touch and stuff like that. Like. Um, I was working at a cafe for a while, for example, and there was a specific light on and I, I just, I could not be in that room. So it's okay. like, like the essential sensory things. So um, for example, being in a club or at parties is also difficult for you then, or? Yeah, that's like terrible. Um, <laughs> okay, so you don't, you are not a club person. No. <laughs> 
I really, I, I'm really not. It's like the, okay. my my nightmare. It's like loud and then a lot of like noise and lights and everything. That's like <laughs> okay. Yeah, makes not, sense. Not my favorite thing to do. Um, okay. And I think also, um, also when now when I think like of my childhood, maybe or something, I think what what always has been a bit of a challenge or like is, is some problems with communication, especially in bigger groups, mm-hmm. like not being able to to read people like i'm having some troubles with like mimic or uh, mm-hmm. also sometimes understanding like social cues like when it's my turn to talk for example or um, like social rules a little bit i mean i got um i got used to it but mm-hmm. it's yeah it was a bit it's of sometimes a, difficult uh, yeah especially maybe if you're in a larger group then to understand or how's it with uh sarcasm for example can you, <laughs> can you read that um it depends I think when I know someone better, yes, mm-hmm. but I take things very literally. Like when you say something to me and I don't know you, I'd, I I take you literally. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> so people should be <laughs> careful on what, what they tell you. Maybe mm. you, you think yeah. it's true then. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I see. Yeah, I also have one client that has also autism, uh, also mm-hmm. a, a woman and Oh, she also told me that, for example, that sometimes she's like very honest or just say, says that I shouldn't take it for like personally when she's, for example, not reacting to what I'm saying to her or something that it's just like her mm. way of behavior, basically. And that she's yeah, not I... able to, to change anything with that. But mm. yeah, that sounds a little bit related to that. what you said. Yeah. Mm. It's also the thing that I like a lot of people tell me like, oh, you're like so direct or so impolite because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm very like straightforward. Um, and I also need that in the like people communicating to me. Like I need them to be very direct. Like it's, yeah. Okay. If they try to tell you something with a like code language or mm, something. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. So maybe it's more easier for you to communicate with men than with women because women like to to say like the other ways around sometimes. When they think they want pizza, they actually uh, say they want salad or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just need very direct, like, you okay. need to tell me what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But you, you already said um, when... Uh, did anything change when you got diagnosed with it? Like uh, as soon as you you knew what is happening with you, had had it some impact on how you could handle things? Um, yes, and I think, or I like to say that it kind of changed everything and nothing at the same time because it didn't change like myself in that way. But it, I think, I could just or from this like very unspecific struggle it became to like okay this is a thing i can have it has a name i can like i can be i don't know i can understand myself better and i can also communicate better because now i can be like at work for example if if there's some situation and i can explain like or i have um i have some tools i think to to explain it mm-hmm. um so it and it also i think it helped me to make sense of my life overall like also of my childhood and everything yeah and true. I can I feel like now I can be more mm, more gentle with myself and not pushing through like I can be like okay 
suffocating, not feel... being able to do some things. At exactly. Some yeah. yeah. And not being like, oh no, why can't you do this? And you need to do this and that and go out and whatever. And now I can be like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay mm -hmm. how I am and just accept yourself yeah. in the way you are, basically. Yeah. And I mean, of course, it would be nice if I could have done that without the diagnosis, but it, it just, it, it helps. Sure. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. imagine. But mm -hmm. did you also got like specific help as soon as you got diagnosed? I don't know. Is there like any kind of therapy, for example, or medication or whatever? Um, I think like I, I'm not taking any, or I didn't get any medication or anything. I think that's um, yeah, probably for more severe forms or if you need it. Mm -hmm. um, but now I have access to therapy. Okay. Um, but the fun thing is that I, after I got diagnosed, I. Like I felt like I didn't need it anymore. Um, so maybe in the future we'll see, but at the moment I feel like I'm, I'm in a pretty good place with it. Um, okay. But maybe also because I wasn't therapy before already. So now I feel like I have the tools to, to, um, to yeah, handle it. Yeah, exactly. Certain or certain, yeah. Ways in life. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So like connect in connection with sports, do you think like there's, like any difficulties you have uh, with being an artist or is it just uh, like the same as for everyone else for you? Um, I mean, I think actually like sports in general help helps a lot um, okay. for many different reasons because I think like one thing is that it, like what I said before, like the sensory issues, mm -hmm. um, like doing any exercise, it doesn't really matter what it is it really helps me to like feel my body and um yeah handle like all my sensory inputs um so that's um really important okay um and i also think that i mean i guess it depends on the sport but like what i'm doing right now like speed lifting or it could be like powerlifting or whatever or everything but that you have like um a plan basically or you follow a plan or routine i mean i i really I, like i love routines like this is <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i think in that sense and i also i really enjoy doing the same thing over and over again so i think in that sense it actually helps or it's like um so you're not get, getting bored easily then. no no like i i also like I, i told tony like you can keep the plan forever the same maybe like switch on one or two things but like otherwise i'm totally fine with doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> um <laughs> so i think life for coach. <laughs> Um, nice yeah okay um like uh, one one thing that my client that also has autism told me recently was that she was saying like i have like for hobbies i'm fully into it for like two to four years but then i need to switch my hobby would you say that maybe you have like similar thing that you're in for certain <laughs> things like a hundred percent but just for a certain time span and then you need a change and completely change uh, everything um, I had that for some things, but it was more like for, for some special interests maybe or something, mm -hmm. but I feel like, um, I mean, we will see how it's in like two or three years. <laughs> of course. Um, I don't, I don't think that applies to me, but I, I know that some people have this, like they focus on something like a hundred percent for a while and then change it. But for me, it feels more like a constant thing. Okay. That's, so yeah. currently do you don't think that you get bored uh, in a few years by Uh, the sports or in general street lifting no i don't think so <laughs> but <laughs> who knows i mean <laughs> let's see if tony doesn't change the plan then everything exactly <laughs> <laughs> nice okay 
So yeah, you said you said you like routines and you like to stick to certain things, but how's it like when you go to a gym? I mean, gym is a pretty crowded place and sometimes you cannot stick maybe to routines because one machine is uh, currently used by someone else and you need to switch the exercises, for example, or how how do you handle things uh, like that? Or do mm. you just go to the gym at the hours where it's super, super empty? <laughs> Well, actually, I do train in the morning always, and there is very empty, but <laughs> helps. Um, and it's also something like I can't really train. Like I, when I train in the morning, I train in the morning. Like it's also a thing that I can't really switch very well. Mm -hmm. And actually, right now, my gym is closed for a week because they, um, they're doing some construction work. So I'm training at another gym this week. And it's something that now I feel like I'm in a place where I can handle it. But I think especially like a few years ago, maybe when I was like struggling more in general, then this would have been like much harder. And then it's it was sometimes this like um like one thing doesn't work, then the other things also they all don't work because this one thing in my routine changes. Okay. So um, then when one thing doesn't work out as it was planned, then maybe you completely Yeah, uh, everything is like yeah. then shit, I just go <laughs> home or something like this or then just leave it. Basically. Yeah. But I feel like now I I definitely got better with with dealing with some changes, um, and I the fun thing is that like I thought that because the the gym that I'm training with because you said like it's very like loud and if that's a struggle, um, like this gym in Indiana it has quite loud music and like a lot of sensory stuff. But I think since I go there in the morning as well, it's it's okay, um, yeah. and they're also quite nice like. If it's super loud music, you can also tell them and then I turn it down a little bit. Um, okay. How so, do you handle that? Do you listen yourself to music, uh, for example, during training or? Uh, no, that's something I can't do because um, like then I hear like my own music and then a little bit of music from the gym. Okay. And this mix is like. You yeah. hear both quite well I, and then it gets you. Yeah. And then my, my focus is gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. So I, I usually train like without headphones and just like, um, okay, yeah. I see. And when like thinking about a competition, I mean, a competition itself is also like pretty crowded place. A lot of people, people are hyped, people are loud, motivated, maybe even like people go to you and slapping you, trying to motivate you. I'm not sure. Have you been to a competition yet? Even maybe as a visitor yet or something like this? Um, no, not yet. I just I, I watched like the the live streams of the of mm -hmm. most of the streetlifting competitions, and I think this is something that I'm. I mean, maybe that's a bit uh, over, but like I'm a bit scared about. I think because um, I watched uh, like the last. I don't know if you watched the TVB Open, like the Team Bench Boy Open competition, the powerlifting competition. Yeah, yeah I know that one. Yeah. I didn't watch mm -hmm. it this year, but okay. I know. Yeah, um, and it was. A, I think it was a really cool competition, but like while watching the live stream, it was like so much like for me personally, I'm not affected that much by noise. That's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's usually, it's more the light things. And that the, this competition, they had like a lot of like light yeah. shows and like smoke and everything. And I think especially like um, when there's like flickering light or something, I can like, sometimes I get knocked out for a few days. Okay. Um, What does it mean? Like, like I get lay it in bed and feel like sort of sick or like in a true depression state, for example, or how? Um, 
yeah it's more I think it's it's when I have to compare it I guess it's similar to, I know if you don't know if you know like how a migraine feels like a pretty bad migraine ah. it's, it gets a little bit in, in into that state like I can um I basically need to lie down and have everything like like um like the curtains closed and the lights down and stuff like that okay. so that's that's, that's for me specifically yeah exactly headache and stuff yeah. like that okay yeah. um and I, th I think that's um, that's something that I would maybe need to communicate beforehand or something that maybe when I compete that maybe they don't have a light show. I don't know if that's planned or in some competitions, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. I know that some people are much more sensitive to sound, which for me, as I said, it's not really that big of a problem. Mm -hmm. um, but the lights, for example, that was just one thing that I came up with now because I thought of the, the TVB open competition, which I think looked really cool and fun. But for me, it was just like, it, I, maybe not the right competition for you then no it, it would have yeah it wouldn't be really possible actually yeah. Yeah, so maybe for you it would uh, like a really basic competition could maybe even fit better mm. for you if especially like as a starting competition maybe to just get into the rhythm to see how it goes and mm. getting completely crazy there yeah and i mean there are some um some tools things that i can use like use um noise cancelling headphones for example and then don't listen to music but just have them on for example to get like um more chill and stuff like that okay um, so that helps for it, you it helps yeah but um i can't really like wear a mask and not see any lights so, like it's <laughs> <laughs> like the par pirate uh, glasses yeah, or exactly. something like this <laughs> like a sleeping mask or something i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> who's that girl that is sitting behind <laughs> in the warm-up oh, area right. with a sleeping mask <laughs> Exactly. I don't know, maybe spotting with a sleeping mask helps. Yeah, uh, I haven't tried I mean, it yeah. yet. Isn't there something that we say you shouldn't squat in front of a mirror because then you can like focus more on your how you feel? Maybe you should try like squatting with a sleeping mask. So it's like you, <laughs> I know. Well, you would definitely be the first one and you mm -hmm. would get, uh, get great shots from the competitions. Great photos <laughs> you can post afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> cool, nice. So... <laughs> Um, what I'm also thinking about when thinking about autism in sports, I don't know if you have tried it ever, but uh, for example, team sports, I think that could be a quite difficult thing mm. also for autism, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, again, it depends. But for me, that was like, I think I tried it maybe once or twice, like doing, trying like volleyball or like some, some sports. And I never really, yeah, I never really liked that much. Um, But I think for me, it's this going to the gym alone or like, I mean, it's fine when I meet people and I talk a little bit to them, but like, it's more this, my own thing that I do. Okay. Um, yeah. So maybe going to the gym in a big group would, wouldn't also be the, the way you feel comfortable with when training. Yeah, no, that's also not, I don't, also don't really like when, when people talk to me a lot while I'm doing my training, <laughs> like I really need my your focus or, yeah or i can get very much like because i know people who like when they're doing their their set break or something they like talk a lot stuff and i i can it, it like my focus is gone when i do that so it's like okay um i yeah prefer it by myself i guess <laughs> <laughs> how are your sessions structured like are they having like clear structure for example i have my really five minute warm-up program that which is like always the same i have like in between each set i have the same horse time for example uh, or 
or are you flexible with those things in training? Um, I'm very specific with like what I do before, like, like the warm up is always exactly the same. And I also, I think this is also really challenging this week, like having a different, like, or being at a different gym where I can't really do the same thing. So it's like, um, it feels a bit off. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think I, I do manage to be flexible. I also manage to like, if a machine is taken and I can do, a like a different machine maybe before the one or something but it's like <laughs> okay. so the more more deep okay. you, you get connected with the strength sport the more flexible and the more open you you get in mm. things around and yeah and it's also like if 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 the overall routine is like settled like i don't know what i eat before and then i go to the gym and then when like the framework is is kind of the same i can adapt a bit um yeah but okay. i prefer it when it's the same <laughs> <laughs> makes sense yeah. um what also would be interesting for me is like if you think that you have like many any positive or things from being an artist or like any yeah chances that maybe some people don't have from what I heard, for example, sometimes that you have special skills or special, uh, like super intelligent for, uh, as an example, it's also, I think, like something that many people think at least that, uh, people with autism are pretty, pretty intelligent. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know about that, but like, it's, I definitely, I, I mean, I would say in general, I'm quite neutral, um, towards me being autistic. I think it's just, apart I guess and um I I I do have some struggles and I do have some things that I like a lot and what I like is um I like I think you said it a little bit like but just like being able to focus or to concentrate on things a lot like um some people call it hyper focus mm -hmm. and it can be exhausting because you forget everything around yourself and then you just focus on this one thing but actually I really like this ability of being able to to really dig into things or to being very attentive to details or like this, the sensitivity that I have with like light. Um, but I also have it when like, I can really enjoy, I don't know, like colors or like swirls on something or texture and stuff. So I, I actually really, I really enjoy that. And um, like this also being attentive to details or, um, I, I think it also helps me at work, for example, to have a good uh, organization or to like have a structure. Um, and I do think that it also helps with with uh, like speed lifting because I'm I like I stick I, I like this thing of doing the same thing over and over again. I do think that it helps in a way. So <laughs> true, true. If you're a person that always needs like differences or different exercises and many new things in life and get, gets easily bored then for sure mm. it's difficult to train for like let's call it a bit of monotonous way of training like street mm. is because it's just yeah. more lifts mm. <laughs> over exactly. and over and over again <laughs> mm. so yeah for sure that that's something where it can definitely help and also as you said like for example being able to focus is really something difficult for many people and again many people get distracted uh over and over again by mm. things in life so maybe being able to really lay the focus on something can be definitely mm. an advantage <laughs> yeah it, it is 
<laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So, um, when you, for example, when you meet, meet new people, do you tell people that you have autism or would you say like, that's not necessary to tell them and i mean of course if maybe you get close to them okay yeah then at some certain point you would maybe but mm. i think it depends like i've started like telling people when i like uh, start a new job for example because i feel like that it's something that they should know and it also helps me to to communicate certain needs Mm -hmm. But usually when I meet new people, it's not like, I'm like, hi, I'm Leo. I have autism. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. That's um, but it is something that I'm, and I would say I'm quite open to talk about because I do think that a lot of people have um, maybe like some cliches in the head about what it means and that all oh, autistic people are weird or I don't know. And it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, It's good to talk about it. And as I said before, I feel like it's it's a part of me that I'm uh, that I mention if it comes up or if it's relevant, but if not, then not like okay. it's yeah. yeah, makes sense. So yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you just walk walk around with and say, like, hey, uh, mm. that that's that's me and I have autism or something. But yeah, if it's uh, it comes up, then you just communicate openly. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And I think like um, I know, like when you start, like when I started working with my coach, for example, I also mentioned in the beginning, like for it's sometimes good for to have it for like how to communicate with each other or something. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, yeah. So. Makes sense. Like my, my client also told me directly in the beginning that she mm -hmm. has autism, and yeah, it makes sense for me, and also it helps me to understand her better in certain uh, ways. So yeah, I think if you work closely together with people, then it's definitely something that mm. helps the other person to handle you better, probably. Yeah, it helps for, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so when we think about your future career in street lifting and thinking about generally your, your life as a competitive athlete, um, do you think that, you will have any limitations for example um yourself or when you for example done your first competition everything went well that then you you just have these chances as everyone else to grow and become stronger and getting better um i mean for me in general i would say i yes like i have i can do the same things i think it's just that um maybe some things are a bit more challenging in some point in some ways like um yeah what i said before like with the competition itself like having some some troubles with the light for example or having some some troubles with like the traveling um to the competition um yeah. or like um i do think that it it would affect me and i think since i have this like very mild version it wouldn't affect me as much as probably other autistic people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think that's also why I, why I kind of like talking about it because I feel like I would have loved to see, or I would love to see like autistic people compete and just be like there at the competitions and maybe have like, um, I mean, I know that street lifting is quite a new sport. So everything is like in development, but I feel like also then we have the chance to kind of, 
maybe do it right from the start if that's the right word like to yeah true or to 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 try like i don't know um have people at the competition that you can talk to or that it's like clear from the beginning that they are there to um, and not only for autistic people but like or just if you have some struggles at the competition then they're there and you can be like oh um can you please turn the normal lights on while i'm on yeah, on a stage that you exactly. shouldn't be afraid of speaking up, for example, if something is bothering you yeah. or yeah, mm. makes you nervous or something. Yeah. Or, I mean, in general, I think also for me, since I like, um, like for me, it would be extremely important to know as exactly as possible, like what's going to happen at the competition, like have everything planned. And I feel like that's something that maybe helps everyone to know. Like, so mm. I, I do think that it's, it's less about uh, targeting a competition towards autistic people or something, but it's yeah. more like making it, um, or like, yeah. Just... Having a clear structure, having like mm. everything set in a way that is not completely randomly done and mm. uh, get switched up all the time, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like, um, as I said before, have some people to uh, to, to to talk to that, um uh, yeah are, are kind of in chance uh in, in charge of, of like helping you with that or something yeah um i mean yeah and then and of course these are kind of like high expectations but i think it would be nice to to think about incorporating stuff like that maybe in the future or something do you know any um other autistic people that for example do competitive sports i don't i mean street living is pretty small as you said but for example <clears throat> in powerlifting or something um, I do know on, on Instagram two people who do or who, who did powerlifting competitions at least, and I think they both have autism or maybe one has ADHD. I'm not completely sure, but like some neurodivergency. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I think one of them actually did like a, a post about it, like um, similar things, like with the lights and, the, and like everything. Um, so uh, there definitely are people. Um, okay. Yeah. But it's, it, it like, can be a bit, yeah. Think, thinking out, uh, on the outside on to like general sports, do you know any maybe even professional athletes that live from the sport that have autism? I actually don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming there are, but I Probably. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even maybe there are, but maybe they don't talk about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that could be the case as well. Yeah, course, would, yeah. It would have just been interesting yeah. for me. Maybe you know more than I do, but mm. because I haven't heard it from anyone yeah, until now oh, me neither but, yeah. okay well then yeah may, maybe they it's like for example being uh homosexual in football is also something people don't talk about so mm -hmm. maybe that, that similar way <laughs> but i don't yeah, know would, would be would be cool if more people like definitely speaking it. up about it definitely helps but mm -hmm. yeah we cannot force anyone But yeah, if you no, ever no. Heard, hear from anyone, let me know. It would be interesting, <laughs> interesting for me to see. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, but like in general, would would you say um, you see yourself uh, in future uh, as a competitive athlete for longer term, or is it just something you want to try out now and see how it goes? Um, right now, I would say definitely. I see myself um, as like a competitive athlete. Um, and I think, um, I mean, I will see after my first competition, but um, I 
uh, yeah, I would love, I would love to do that. And I think it's, um, yeah, I think also the, the, what I said before, like some challenges and stuff, I, I feel like I could, I could deal with that. Um, so yeah. Well, and, what's your goal in future? What, what, what do you want to reach maybe next couple of years when you dream, uh, when you think about your, your dreams in street lifting? <laughs> <My dream is laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, uh, actually, it's a quite hard question because now I'm like, generally in life, I'm currently thinking about like uh, relocating to, to another country. Okay. So I feel like that's my priority right now. Mm -hmm. um, and the street lifting is more like a, a thing that I would like to do on the side as mm -hmm. a constant. Um, but um, I think at the moment, I just... I. I enjoy this thing of getting stronger and like connecting to people in the street lifting scene. I mean, now it's via Instagram and stuff. I, I just, I enjoy this whole process so much that I would just love to continue that way. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't have this like set goals of this competition, this competition. And like, then I'm going to be first in, I don't know. So you um, don't dream about getting uh, the, get to be the world champion in, I don't know, 2025 or 2026. <laughs> Or no. reaching, I don't know, a hundred kilo dip at some point or something. <laughs> I feel like a hundred kilo squat would be my next like big big goal. <laughs> but yes, of course as well. <laughs> um, but actually, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I don't think I'm very competitive in that sense that I that I'm that I care so much about the placement in mm -hmm. general. For me it's more this thing of I think it's so cool what you what you can reach just like by keeping like like um, by keeping on training. This feeling of getting stronger, and then you look back and like half a year ago, um, you were like weaker, and then it's like I've, I enjoy this process so much at the moment so that I just would like to look more on way. yourself uh, and not on mm -hmm. what others do and what others reach. But it's your your you are yourself your focus basically. Yeah, I mean. Of course, I do compare myself. Um, I think everybody does in a way, or at least even if you know that it's not the best thing to do. But um, yeah, I still uh, I still think that I'm pretty much focused on, on my own process in that sense that I enjoy a lot. Even though sometimes I think like, oh, why am I not squatting more? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I think everyone okay. wants to be stronger at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty healthy way of thinking. Makes <laughs> mm. <laughs> things easier in a way. For sure. If you're not super ambitious, uh, I mean, of course, being ambitious is good, but not mm. over ambitious, let's call it like this, and maybe expect too much of what you cannot fulfill in the end, mm. then it, it's always difficult to get yourself motivated again after like a fail or after being uh on the bottom let's say like this. Yeah. yeah yeah i think it's this thing of you can be kind of like maybe not satisfied but like you can be in a way satisfied with where you are but still want to become better if you know what i mean like both is possible you can be satisfied but still want to improve but it does not mean that you're like like standing still but it also does not mean that you like hate yourself where you are right now like you can do both like yeah. be satisfied and also want more or like yeah, for sure. No, process. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's not like just black and white, mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something <laughs> possible for both ways. Mm. Um, but like one last question to that connection. Um, wh what is your opinion? Like, um, 
you, when do you have emotions in a different kind of way? I think the question is maybe a bit difficult to ask. But for example, when you become first place, gives 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 it something in your emotions that also satisfies you as for everyone else, or is is it just that? Are you caring about stuff like that? Um, I mean, I don't know how other people experience emotions, <laughs> but um, I do think that I, hmm. yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite hard to to answer actually because I don't I don't really know what to compare it to. Um, I, yeah, of course you do. You don't know how, how others <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But um, in general, you feel things like being happy, being uh, sad, or uh, like us others do as well. Or um, yes, I would. I mean, I think maybe I'm not as I don't share it that much or something. Or at least that's what I. Like, again, I can only basically say what other people told me that I usually. Um, it or sometimes I, I I look quite unemotional, even though I'm really happy. For example, I think it's it's that thing. Okay. Um, but I think this thing of like autistic people don't feel emotions or something. I don't think that's true. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that was the the way I was trying yeah. to net for, but I didn't know how to <laughs> how to say <laughs> uh, to say it. But you in general you you can. You, when you think about yourself, you have times where you would say, I'm feeling happy at the moment, I'm feeling sad. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe it's just a different way of, of showing it mm. or a different way of, of, of communicating it. Or, um, But yeah, definitely there are emotions. And um, okay. yeah. So maybe at the competition picks, you wouldn't maybe have the biggest scream or biggest... Uh, Happy or sad face, uh, mm. lift, but still you feel certain things during that time. Yeah, I would. That, that could could maybe summarize it a bit. <laughs> okay, then I have a few uh, last questions from Instagram that I haven't asked until now. So one was, one when will you finally be your first competition? So we <laughs> almost answered it. <laughs> yeah, probably summer autumn this year. Yeah, so probably yeah. the final rep uh, underground event in Munich then. Mm, yeah, or the the, the MMC like it's that's pretty long. Yeah. Still, yeah, true. That's in November, right? Like it's yeah. I think even that's... December, like oh, um, okay, beginning yeah. of December, I think is the date, but I'm I'm not sure 100. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, also something that you roughly said, but are there different degrees of aut autism? Um, maybe. Is there like the uh, re the baddest way of autism, like or the worst way? Um, um I don't think there's um like a a specific scale with like one, two, three, four, five. Um, so I think, as I said before, it's the spectrum thing, and it also a lot of times it's it's not uh, quote unquote only autism. It can be like. Um, overlapping with ADHD, for example, or with OCD yeah. and stuff. So I think that also influences the like how, how much you struggle or how you yeah. Mm. Okay, is it common that uh, those things cross each other? Uh, as far as I know, yes. Um, often, like for me, for example, I also have OCD tendencies, mm -hmm. um, 
And I do know a lot of people who have both autism and ADHD, for example. So I think these, since it's like these neurodivergencies, like what I said before with the like brain development, I think there are some um, overlaps. So okay. I do, as far as, I mean, as far as yeah, I know, no, no, I think no, it's okay, quite common. Okay. Yeah. Of course, you're not a doctor or something, but uh, <laughs> maybe you know a little bit more at least than I do. <laughs> Okay, so what would you tell people that maybe have the feeling, as, as you said, for women, it's often not directly diagnosed as a child, that maybe have the feeling that it could be something they also have or that they have like similar struggles as you have, for example. What would you say to those people? Like what would be the first address to to talk to people or, or where to go to mm. to get like maybe, for example, diagnosed or to get help or support? Mm. I mean, in general, I think if you if you think that okay, maybe that's a it's a thing for me or something, mm -hmm. I definitely or at least what helped me a lot was just like literally just looking at YouTube videos and listening to to other autistic people and their stories and like for me that really helped to be like okay, these are all the symptoms I also have those symptoms so maybe there's something and then like with a diagnosis i feel like it depends very much on like i know some people who are like they think they have autism but they don't feel like they want to get diagnosed which i think is also fine mm -hmm. for me it was it was really helpful that's why i wanted to do it like to have this also have someone else tell me like okay this is not all just in your head like this is a real yeah. thing and i'm not saying that you can't like you can't be undiagnosed of course but like for me it really helped um And I mean, I think it's like, especially if you struggle, I feel like it, it just, it can get better. Um, and you can, um, you can manage to do all the things you want to do. I think that's, that was a big thing for me that I was like, kind of scared. Okay. What if I don't manage to get a job or something? And then I feel like, okay, there are actually like especially academia is like made for me because they can really focus on one topic and doing like this scientific research for example that's completely my thing yeah. and i but i remember that i struggled a lot like okay like where is my place in this world kind of mm -hmm. thing sounds a bit dramatic but it was kind of that way and yeah. i also through the diagnosis i it was even easier for me to find like my way and also be, re realize that okay um Something I can right or... exactly yeah but like I can do all things like I can do sports I can do um uh, I can aim at going to a competition there will be ways I can figure that out like I um yeah maybe you just need to be more aware of what uh, to take to take care of more things around it but generally mm -hmm. everything is as possible as long as you really want it and uh, yeah and as I think also, I mean, I think that's also like, again, I can also talk, I can only talk from my experience, but like from when I started talking more about it, things got easier for me. And okay. I think that's also because of my, um, like my surrounding there, like it's very open and like people are in general, or most like most of them are very nice also when I talk about it. Um, and I think that's also something like if people know more about it maybe more people will also dare to speak about or maybe um also get diagnosed or whatever and then also 
um, maybe at some point we do have like people at the competition who like um, you, you can talk to from the beginning to help you like um, help you be there as an autistic per or as a person with ADHD or whatever. Um, so I think this like for me talking about it was really really helpful for me personally, but also like for my for my surrounding to then um, help me because when they don't know. It's difficult to, yeah. to help you or to support mm. you, right? Yeah. yeah. So talking about your surrounding already, um, did you tell them directly after you got diagnosed or after you got your first, uh, that firstly aware of that it might be the case that you have autism? Um, did you talk to them directly about it or was it like a process? Mm -hmm. I think my closest like friends and everyone that they also knew that I did the the whole process of, of the diagnosis and also <laughs> I remember like because I I was kind of nervous at the last appointment of the diagnosis when because um, my therapist was like okay next time I'm gonna tell you like your diagnosis and then I had to wait like a week for the next appointment so I was really nervous and after when I got the diagnosis I remember like I texted my friends like and I was like yeah I finally got the diagnosis because I felt so relieved that this whole thing was over yeah. so I think my I, I told like most people that okay. I at so least mostly they were aware of what what uh, what you're going through and yeah what mm. what what you're currently working on and making yeah yeah and that also helped because they were like I knew that they were supportive like yeah no okay. matter what like they wouldn't be like oh no no we're not gonna talk to you just because like, you're <laughs> a, a artist uh, they would leave you alone now or mm. you can't you cannot be friends anymore Exactly. Yeah, no, I yeah, think no. if that happens, then that wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a good friend in the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> or exactly. a, a real friend. Mm. Cool. Um, one last question from Instagram. Um, what would be your biggest nightmare? So I guess like when you imagine like when like when activity, for example, uh, what what would be <laughs> your, the one thing that you really would never want to do? <laughs> My biggest nightmare. Oof. Um. Going I guess <laughs> okay, going to definitely. Um, I do think that like when I think of scenarios to be in, I guess it would be like um, like there there had to be like flickering lights in it because that's like you can totally knock me out with that instantly. Like if there's so that has to be there, <laughs> and also like everything that involves like big crowds of people, um, yeah. festivals. <laughs> oh yeah, no, please <laughs> love parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's also kind of uh, intense okay. so everything with like a lot of a lot of input like and then like loud stuff but not and yeah have you ever been to like uh, some some events like that where like really like over a thousand people have been there or I mean I tried like uh, especially when I was a teenager I also tried going out and I was always feeling so bad afterwards I was wondering like why is that happening like even physically and like mm -hmm. it's both physically and mentally um, and I also I mean in, in Vienna we have quite a big pride for example with mm -hmm. a lot of people um, and I do sometimes go there with like um, but then I have for example like noise cancelling headphones on for example okay. um, and it also depends on the people that I go there with. Um, mm -hmm. If you're with a nice group, for example, then they can yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe help you a little help bit. Help a bit, yeah. yeah. And then they also, sometimes they know me better than I, like they know when it's time to leave. <laughs> okay, they kind of like, sometimes. Now, now it would be better yeah. if you go. <laughs> yeah. Like Let's I go. have one friend who, like um, they look at me mm -hmm. and um, 
they like know when I'm already overloaded with sensory stuff even before I never like okay we're going now like it's, <laughs> so that's great you have such a good friend uh, that yeah. can already <laughs> see before you realize it yourself what happens mm. yeah <laughs> okay but yeah in general I think I, I avoid um I avoid those types of events and I think yeah it's that's fine for me like Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you don't need such events to survive in life. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Makes sense. Okay, cool. So I think that was my last question from the general topics. Um, do you ha have anything to add concerning the whole topic we were talking about before? Mm, I don't, I think we said pretty much everything. I think it's it's just, maybe That's just fine. like, it's it's. I think it's nice that, when people get more aware of it and maybe um, open and yeah. talk about it. Exactly. Like, and I think usually it's maybe, maybe one last thing that it's, it's often not then just specifically like in my case now about um, being open to autistic people, but like, mm. I think everyone would improve if we would all just be a bit nicer to each other <laughs> and like, accept yeah. like everyone, I guess. So, Yeah. <laughs> Do you do you have like autistic friends, other autistic friends, or do you connect with other autistic people? Uh, yeah, I have some who um, have autism or other like neurodivergencies as well, or okay. some have autism and ADHD. Like, yeah. So you exchange with the uh, with people as mm. well about certain topics, then. Yeah, and it also helps. I mean, yeah. then you, yeah, of course. Yeah, especially if you say like everyone has different challenges, and then maybe you can support each other with each challenge and talk mm. about it maybe how yeah. you, you overcome maybe the one thing maybe it helps to to mm. overcome a, another thing as well maybe yeah though it's not the same and, yeah, and it's also nice to be with other people who are also struggling with like a lot of like light sensitivities and we just can go to i don't know the forest and sit there and, like <laughs> watch the birds somewhere come. in the dark <laughs> exactly <laughs> in the dark chamber yeah. <laughs> okay nice so, but you would also be open for it, for example, if there, I, I don't know, I don't think so, but if there's someone listens right now and has the feeling that uh, it could be also the case that uh, they have autism, there you would be open to connect with the with the person and uh, to yeah. help with them as well. Yeah, I mean, of course, like people can, can message me or if they have any questions or if they, uh, yeah want to know anything or if they think they have it themselves of course like maybe okay. i can help i don't know <laughs> great cool yeah i will post your instagram if it's okay for you in the show notes as well so if there's any question or something you can just connect with leo directly via instagram and i'm sure yeah. she will be really happy to answer <laughs> everything <For> sure yeah <laughs> cool so then uh to end up the podcast with i have five uh like easy questions you can just like answer however you feel like and the first one would be directly um you said before that you currently train on super high rings so but if you had to have to choose between the very high rings in your gym and for example very low rings which most of us uh, have the problem with that we need to start an elset ring mass up for example what would be better <laughs> what would be the better case <laughs> Um, I would choose the high ones that I already have because I don't like L sitting muscles. Okay, have you ever tried? <laughs> yeah. Or do you have to train it right now, for example, because you're not training in your gym? 
No, actually, the, I mean, the gym that I train right now, it's like a commercial gym. So mm. everything else is, it does not suck, but it's like, it's not the same. But the only real good thing that they have is rings. Like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so at least you, then you can try out a new ring can, master PR. Exactly. I will try this. Ask him if you can yeah. try 10 kg next week. <laughs> I mean, it's deload, so it's, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Well, deload is perfect for a ring muzzle PR. Then you are fresh, yeah, no probably. fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> you can just get it done. But don't tell him I, I'm the one telling you that. <laughs> okay, so next one. Um, I, I see you already uh, training a lot for deadlifts as well. So if you had to choose between deadlifts and squats, what would be <sighs> the better lift? For example, if you could choose in street lifting, either deadlift or squat as leg exercise. Oh, that's hard. Um, I think I would still choose the squat, even okay. though I really enjoy deadlifts as well. But they're super simple. strong in deadlifts, right? So yeah, I know. But yeah, I think I think I do like or deadlifts are very simple in a way. You just like lift up the weight, and I do like squats in that sense that they yeah. I don't know. Well, you say but it's a really hard one. <laughs> you say simple and I say it's like pretty hard I think you, you deadlift more than I do but my squat is like 50 kg more currently yeah, yeah. I don't know it's like probably my long arms or something maybe maybe good genetics from deadlift <laughs> okay so then uh, next one uh, an adventure trip or an all-inclusive sun and relax holiday what would you prefer Adventure trip, definitely. <laughs> okay, more <laughs> outdoor girl. Yeah. Nice. 100%. <laughs> Then I a question I think I haven't asked until now. Uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix? Which is your streaming platform? If you stream at all. <laughs> Some, I don't know. Do you um, watch any TV stuff? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I think Netflix. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then last one not a neither no question but just a normal question your favorite street lifting lift um that changes but currently pull up okay cannot understand yeah. that. and pull up and not chin up important do you uh, would you also do pull-ups in the competition or would you do a chin up um i'm not sure in the competition because i'm still not sure where i'm stronger but for training i enjoy the pull-up much more it feels better for me okay um, and yeah so far my like the the amount of weight that i can use is pretty much the same but we're also trying it out a little bit but yeah okay so need need to see in the next couple of months what what mm. the dominant way of moving the weight up Yeah, exactly. I mean, currently, what feels best is actually like the paused pull-up. It feels better than the regular one, which is very weird. But <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we'll see. At, at what area is the pause? Uh, like what? Like at the 90 degree pause. Like ah. you pause and then you pull up. Yeah. So um, you are stronger with that than a normal pull-up. So when you just pull through. Yeah, at the moment this is going. It's going better. I don't know. Maybe it's That's the day. Crazy. But, so if I do a pause pull up at the competition, you know, you know why. Well, as long as there is no downward movement, exactly, uh, like it should be yeah. fine. <laughs> But you need to make sure that uh, you're not yeah. moving down. <laughs> Great. Okay, then uh, from my side, I think I have it. Um, do you have to? Do you want to pitch for any topics, or do you want to uh, 
if say anything more or for example uh, recommend any social media profiles where you would where you get more information uh for, about autism for example or something like that um i don't think i have anything to pitch for something but i mean i, I think we said it before like of course people can like message me and then i can also send some uh some links maybe or recommend some some profiles i think there's there's quite a lot on instagram or Okay, so yeah. there are like influencers, for example, that also share about their their stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They're quite a quite a lot actually. Like share about their stories or some helps on how to deal with like situations and. Um, okay, that's nice. Quite a, yeah, I, I I don't look at that that much anymore, but especially in the beginning, it was very helpful to to yeah to to read about that. Yeah, also a few mm -hmm. things. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Okay. Well, then, uh, I'd say let's keep it <laughs> for today. We already talked for quite a while. Oh, yeah. thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining uh, the podcast. It was great to have you. And I hope to see you then at the final Rip Underground event, maybe in Munich. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. It was very nice to talk to you. Thanks for listening today. If you like the podcast, I would highly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and share it across your community to make the sport grow further. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you will never miss a new episode. Stay active and hope to hear you soon.